Mr. Billy. Say hi, Billy. Guten Tag. And Keisha, it's a penguin. How come when you introduce me, you say my full name? What if I was trying to hide my last name? You got a good last name. It's fun. It's far too late for you. It's a penguin. Everybody listening out there, just just yell out. Like, not even in your head. Yell out wherever you are, on the bus, in the car. Yell out, Topangan. Billy, try it. Topangan. Am I supposed I to like do it like the Kool-Aid man? I don't know. It was kind of like Kool-Aid, like kind it. of Fred Flintstone there. <laughs> <laughs> Those are his two voices. So, uh, I hope everybody has been doing well. We sure had a fun weekend. We got together for some social distance jackboxing in my garage. There's still something that sounds horribly indecent about that, and I'm not Jack sure boxing. what it is. Look, we it's fine. We other. all work together. We jackbox together. It's, share and share it's alike. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was cold, but uh, you know the great thing about the garage, you throw in the propane heater and you open the garage. You got one open wall and you don't die. No one got sick. No one passed out uh, from the gas and it was decently warm. I got to say, though, so I appreciated Keisha. You brought uh, Dexter over, you know, just totally cool. Uh, and you, But you also brought over some alcoholic eggnog, right? <laughs> and I was yeah. like, oh, that's great. She knows I like that. And then like 30 minutes in when I go to pour some, fucking Dexter's already drinking all of it. all of it. So technically, I did buy that originally for him and you were kind of like the leftovers. Nice. I, no, I wasn't the leftover, obviously, because I had none. <laughs> like, what? But it's it was delicious. So you get it at a Costco. It was like $10, I think. And it's 13.5% alcohol. I wouldn't know because I didn't <laughs> get any. You know, because like you get that kind of like boost when you come into someone else's house and you're like, I brought you X. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, you're great. Yeah, we love you. Good for you. You're a good person. And then we drink it. And then you, you drink it. What? Uh, what is? What's wrong with you? What? It was good, and you took too long. Can't get mad at Keisha because she gave me the gift that you guys have been getting for a while, which is Yeti mugs. And Maggie and I drove all the way home, just thinking, "God, we're shit friends. We didn't get Keisha anything. What the fuck is wrong with us?" (laughs) So, Doctor and Doctor Topangan, thank you. Yeah, they're super sweet gifts. Uh, We've Posted them on Twitter before, but basically Yetis with the show logo on it uh, definitely puts all of our merchandise to shame because we have none. We have no <laughs> extra worse. Did uh, Dexter enjoy himself? He had a great time. He was um, yeah. feeling especially extroverted that day, so I took advantage of it and that was like, was, "That was extroverted." That was extroverted. Wow. He's uh like the polar opposite of me in terms of like being around other humans, so. I don't know if you guys know people like that where they can only be around people and you have to tell them that they're going to be around a big group of people a few days in advance so that they can mentally and emotionally prepare for it because it like literally drains them. That's how he is. I always find it interesting. Like that's an example of where you have the personality part of the couple or like the dominant person when it comes to social engagement. And Maggie mm-hmm. and I both kind of carry that torch a little bit. Yeah, you guys are pretty like, you're pretty you equal, like are. balance each other out. Yeah. Yeah. It's just sometimes one of us is on and sometimes the other one's on. But I think we both get a little bit of social anxiety sometimes, but we both get past it in like yeah. five minutes. 
Yeah. It took a while for me to get used to it. And it used to bug the shit out of me the first time around we were to, we dated. I'm like you guys, right? Like I can go out and meet anyone at any point and be like at my worst extroverted self. I'm still pretty entertaining. And it's more fun for me to be out there with people than to be home by myself. So when he was like, well, I can only hang out with people like once a month or twice a month. You have to tell me ahead of time. I'm like, it's not like I'm bringing you to like a gym. We have <laughs> yeah, to work out once a month. You know what I mean? Like, no, it's, like, it's not like we're planning a heist. Yeah. You know? Not, like, this is, I got one in me every month. That's it. Low stakes. You're not going to like a wedding or something where you're stuck with people for five hours. Yeah. So And it's it's the same people too, right? So it's always you guys. It's, a, it's either that or like Corey and her boyfriend. He's I gave him credit for trying. He's not a big extrovert. But that's the thing too. Like I don't know how him and I work sometimes because I'm so extroverted. I think it's common. You think yeah. so? I've yeah. got friends that are the exact same way and they've been happily mm. married for years. So this was an interesting situation uh, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate because so uh, Keisha brought uh, Dexter who she had previously broken up with. So naturally when your friend breaks up with somebody, you know, you just like you talk mess about the person they broke up with to make your friend feel better. Right. But now he's back in the picture. <laughs> so it could have gone one of two ways. Could have been extra nice to him. Or could have made him feel like uh, one of the gang mm-hmm. and, you know, make fun of him. I, I think it was fine. <laughs> I think we were playing Quiplash 3. Yeah. Like, I think there was yeah. one question of, like, the game used him as a character. Quiplash was like, what would Dexter have in his refrigerator? And I put, like, the decapitated heads of all his ex-girlfriends. <laughs> and it was like a way of being like, hey, it's okay. It's normal. To murder people. <laughs> we're going to treat you. No, no, no. We're going to treat you like we treat each other. Yeah. We're not going to be like weird about it and put you on a pedestal and make you feel awkward. We're just going to make you, I guess, yeah. listen to a post hangout discussion on a podcast. <laughs> Instead. It did um, flash across my mind, though, that maybe he was just hanging out with us to kind of learn our habits and get to know us before he <laughs> drains us of our blood and, and harvests our organs. He's learning which, your routines you know, and your schedules. To be fair, Dexter, if that's what you're doing, I, I appreciate the game. You got the long play. <laughs> yeah. He's like, this is going to be two, three years later. I'm going to come back and date her again and then try to try to get her friends at that point. Yeah. Just twist the knife. It's so funny. Like randomly, he was like, "I I sent a, a message to Ted Cruz, and I'm like, what kind of message? What, what was it? Good job. I know. I was like, what kind of message? <laughs> what do you wear? He voted for Biden, and he has never voted. So he told you. I don't know, guys. He's really he's really trying to impress me. So <laughs> hey, start by lying for Biden. <laughs> we don't care. Like we really we really don't care. We just want you to be happy. I think that's how like most friends are. Supposed to be. We are. Uh, like what? We just say like we support you. No, you guys are cool. But I have I have other friends that are like, I don't know. I have thoughts about you going You mean back. your sister? <laughs> yeah. I have other friends. <laughs> is it your mom? No, my, my parents are fine. I think this is just the first time I've ever like dated an ex again. So everyone's kind of adjusting. Everyone's to it. checking in. Are you okay? Is well, something also wrong? Also because I do such a great job shit talking guys after I break up with them. Yeah. So it's very bad so that's part that's on me like if everyone hates him that's on me sorry i don't think he's not a hateable guy you know no Mm-mm. i mean unless he decapitates you by no. then it's too late it's to too hate late him. too late to hate yeah. so yeah. um speaking of the dc protests there have been a lot of stories about you know it's no secret like trump fractures families there's been a lot of stories about people turning their family in the fbi and other uh, dc it's like prosecutors civil war shit like yeah, brother brother against brother, brother. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think there was a girl who was kicked out of her house for being gay. I'm going to guess she's from Alabama or Georgia or some southern state, but who knows. But uh, she ID'd like her mom, her dad, her brother, and it was kind of like a F you. I would totally do that. I uh, We haven't talked with our families about any of it and I find that it's better to not. Wait, would yeah. you report if your if your family or someone in your family like extended family was part of something like that and you knew that they were there, would you like report them? Like a clan them? rally. Yeah. yeah, would you report them? Yes. More so now cuz I got chewed out uh, a couple weeks ago. So I mean, for those of you guys who pos- see me on Twitter, you know, you you see I do, I do post political stuff. The stuff I post on You do? Really? On my Facebook is a little worse just because I, I respect Facebook so little it's just a way for me to vent and a close family member called me and like berated me for like four or five straight minutes about it and because i'm like my family doesn't like my extended family that live in a southern state don't like me anymore because of what i post so i got to stop posting it and it's like i'm not going to sacrifice my principles because they don't approve. So I just went and I just deleted them all from Facebook. And it was just like, you know, I, it's I, I, and it's not even like I could, oh, I can't live without it. It's really just like an opportunity to vent. But still, it's like, I'm not going to change that because you don't like the opinions. And it's like three days after that, it was like, well, you need to be more tolerant of, you know, uh, people who are different than you. And we're not talking about like, moderate republicans they, they said that you need to be more tolerant yeah, and accepting of other views and we're not talking about like mitt romney george w bush shit we're talking about what you saw at the capitol right and since then it's been radio silence and it's just like i'm just trying to figure out what's the classiest way to tell a direct family member i told you so but in a classy way I don't think there is a classy way. You send them like flowers and in the note, it just says, I told you so. (laughs) That's not bad, actually. That is not bad. I think people that give you shit for your beliefs like that and tell you to change your opinion will not forgive you until you do exactly what they say. Yeah, it was just like a a form of manipulation. It's never going to be how it was unless you magically show up with like a mega hat and then they're like, oh, you are one of us. It's because they don't they don't want to be judged for their opinions. They like think like I have a right to my opinion so you can't judge me. It's like, no, 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 no. You may have a right to your opinion. That doesn't mean I can't judge you for it. Like, you know, you know, I mean, I know this sounds I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who can relate, you know, with these kind of like family issues, especially, Mm -hmm. you know, when you have a urban rural divide in your extended family. Obviously, I grew up in a city. Most of my family did not. So it's just uh, it's just uh, one of those things. I'm dealing with this like right wing troll dude who like moved into my neighborhood is on my next door is in my progressive urbanist Facebook group. He's basically like just me, but the opposite politically. So your nemesis. Yeah. Everybody needs a rival. No, he's not a nemesis or a rival. Like I don't care, but he just keeps showing up and it's just so annoying. Do you think it's David S. Pixley? Does he see you the same way that you see him? I don't, I don't know. I don't care. But it's just like, but it's like a thing of like, I was like, well, I'm you, like, because it is a topic on our podcast. I'm like, why care? are you in this group? And he's like, oh, you're just trying to shut out a, all opinions. I'm like, yes, because this is not a let's see everyone's opinion group. It's about promoting urbanist policy. It is a niche group. 
<laughs> like it's not a, it's, it's not a message board. Yeah, it's not an open. It's not a. We didn't take a random sample of people in Austin. You don't see me in like libertarian groups being like, and it's just like go away. Just I kinda, go. I kind of feel like you may have done that at some point in the past. No, no, no. I mean, if it's an open message board, sure. But like, I don't join a group that I'm not a part of. Like, I don't join. Like, if there's a group about like promoting libertarian policies i'm not in that group so it's like it's okay to have a group that is monochromatic in terms of your beliefs if it's a poly if it's about action or policy like you don't have like a trampoline group and you're like we need people here who don't like trampolines too just so this trampoline group is authentic it's like fuck off dude we don't care what you have to say we don't care. What if that guy joined to like expand or broaden his horizons and just listen to it, the man. other side? He did it, man. He just did it to troll. He's trying to change his opinion. <laughs> he ain't. And you're blocking it. No, he ain't. I was just like, why are you here, dude? Yeah, Brandon, just somehow troll. I feel like you're the bad guy here. Yeah, stop trying to villainize this man. He's just trying to broaden his like viewpoints. He's not trying to broaden shit. And he's everywhere. <laughs> now he's the president of my neighborhood association. God damn it. I can't even go into your neighborhood anymore. <laughs> you should just run on your own instead of making fun of people who are doing the job that you don't want to do. He's not, though. They don't even have a message. It's like someone asked him, so when's the meeting? He just used it in order to like further his own political pursuits. Isn't that why you're on next door? Isn't that exactly what you're doing? No, I actively resist that. People keep telling me to like run for this or that. I keep saying no because I don't want to do it. It's the opposite. But at least like I represent my community. Like, we, I live in a very liberal part of Austin. Apparently not so much anymore. No, yeah, not anymore. Fucking guy. He's going to be on our podcast next week. Uh, you know. And... You should bring him on as a guest. No. Keish and I can <laughs> moderate. That's true. I was talking to my old boss the Everywhere. other day, and Look. I was like, you know, he's a boomer. Um, and you know me. I, I'm, I'm empathetic. All my, I'm the youngest by far, so I'm covered with Gen Xers and boomers in my family. <laughs> but I was like, you know, it is... It is uh, interesting that it used to be appreciated and respectable to come to some sort of commonality, and now it's like the exact opposite. It's like you're demonized for finding middle ground, but it's because the issues that are left unresolved are just <laughs> so polarizing. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's just silly. I mean, like, I don't know what's going to happen in the next few years. I'm worried that we're like headed towards some serious like you know, domestic terror like series domestic terror events, kind of like, uh, you know, when the IRA was terrorizing Ireland. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. what I think we're headed for. And we can listen to that song Zombie by the Cranberries over and over again. Are they Irish or is it about the IRA? They're Irish. They're Irish. It's about the IRA. And so is, uh, what's that song by YouTube? Sunday, Bloody Sunday. Mm -hmm. The Protestant Catholic Wars of Ireland made some kick-ass music. That's all <laughs> I have to say. Terrible movies, but great music. Well, then I guess we have something to look forward to here. You get a whole new generation of like, you know, uh, of like Florida Georgia line songs <laughs> talking about dicks and trucks and date rape on tailgate and wet ass pussy. <laughs> Have you seen all of the wonderful memes about uh, trying to make a get a refund on 2021 and the promise like of this the seven year? Day, the seven day trial. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no. Was not satisfied. So great. Yeah. I had my seven day trial of 2021 and I'd like to return it. I'd like to cancel my <laughs> subscription. <laughs> What a shit year. Well, 2022, though, that's going to be the fucking jam. That's, that'll be our year. 
I mean, like, I, I don't think anything that's happened right now is a surprise. We knew Corona wasn't going to disappear once January no, but 1st like, came. Can we just get a break? Everyone should have seen January 7th coming from a mile away. I tweeted about it two days before. Like, I mean, we all should have seen it, right? Like, we all knew this was coming. Eh. I mean... But like on the first week of the year? Yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't really paying attention. Like I got done with work at the end of the day and then I checked you know, like my messages from friends and I was like, oh, my brother's text. Oh, so there's something happening at the Capitol. It was like over. It had been over for like two hours by the time I found out about it because I've been so busy at work. I just want to know what motherfucker shit and spread his or her shit around the Capitol. I want like some fucking DNA poop print. Someone pooped? There was there was poop. Oddly enough, it matches Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> no, <laughs> so like I know they can do it because they they DNA poo test our dogs at our old apartment complex. So let's find the fucker who did that, I didn't know there and was then poop. let's all go to his house and spread our shit everywhere. So I have a question on the spreading of poop. Like, <laughs> do you poop into your hand and then smear, or do you poop? into like a bag and then carry it to the place in which you are going to smear and then smear. I imagine you try to keep your hand out of the situation. It sounded like they pooped in the bathroom and then took the poop and, took it. and spread well, it. Well, it depends if you uh, aspire to be one of the classic masters or if you want to take a more Jackson Pollock approach <laughs> to your art form. Because you got to do it while it's still warm or else it's not the spread is not going like, to be yeah. that good. The Big Lebowski when, uh, is it Tilda Swinton? It's someone, she's like on a, that like rigging and she's flying over and like throwing paint while on a zip line. <laughs> I don't remember. That's in the Big Lebowski? Yeah, it's great. Big Like Lebowski wakes up from like, I don't know. It's Lebowski. He wakes up from Lebowski, something. Yeah. I don't know if he got beat up or stoned, but then he ends up in that English artist's house and she's she comes flying over. You're not talking about Lebowski. You're talking about the dude. Yeah. The dude. Sorry. Yeah. Not Lebowski, but the dude. God damn. What a fucking mess. What I didn't even mess. know about the poop thing. I'm still like, I thought you were making that up. I didn't know someone actually pooped in the Capitol. No, no, it's bad. There's a lot of stuff they haven't talked about publicly too, you know? And like there was even one member of Congress that was live tweeting where Nancy Pelosi was moving to. The, she's the, the crazy one in Colorado that's like, <laughs> I need to bring my gun into Congress. And it's like, lady, fuck off. Seriously? Yeah. It's, uh, it's really bad. Like they all think it's a game. They want to use like imagery. Like very poetic moving imagery, not understanding that their base does not read <laughs> and just takes it all very literally. So what we need is politicians to only speak literally. No more metaphors. Keep it simple. God, this is we are going towards idiocracy. Mike Judge yeah. is always right about everything. <laughs> yeah. It's it's bad. Terrifying. Yeah, I think sometimes I think uh, the whole like uh, global warming thing is really just a mercy killing. God's like, here, let me just, you know, nuzzle you in the head with this pillow. Help you all out. I guess before we get into it. Uh, so uh, Paula hit me with something. We've always like understood that. Yeah, we want kids someday. But she's like, no, I actually want to start trying this year. So it really <gasps> got me thinking about it. And it's just I don't know. Like I'm Ooh. it's just like I'm really apprehensive and nervous just because i really like us i like our little foursome we have the two of us and our two dogs feels like we're a team and i just i'm just worried about a a, a baby coming in and fucking that up you know? you're thinking about your kid as the fifth wheel is hilarious yeah it's exactly it did you guys talk about having kids 
before you got married? Kind of. Like, it's just a thing of, like, we always knew, you know, it could be in the cards. It was never, I have never said, oh, I don't want kids. It was always a thing we went back and forth on, you know. It's just, like, trying to imagine it being real, and it's just, like. I mean, it's it's a shift, right? It's going to be a big difference for you guys because it's another human. Yeah, it seems like it just changes a relationship, and it doesn't seem like it often changes it for the better. Well, I have a bunch of friends who are parents who would probably disagree, but. It does definitely change your priorities and what you think about all the time. That's for sure. So you, your friends who have kids, you think they're happy? Everyone that I know who's had kids is very happy that they had kids and typically says, I don't know what my life would be like without them. You know how like whenever I'm giving too much love to Chonks slash Kevin, I guess we're changing <laughs> his name, and Vader starts getting like very butthurt about it that's how i feel like i'm gonna be with the baby i'm gonna be jealous of like paula giving the baby love yeah i'm gonna i'm not gonna have as much paula's attention you know and that that's what i guess makes me nervous or that's pretty selfish of you (laughs) yeah but how happy are you when vader like curls up in your lap and stares longingly into your eyes it's like that times a million yeah but vader shits outside you can train a kid to do that have you so brandon did you and paula talk about how many kids yeah i'm i'm like we'll have one because they're already fucking expensive enough. And she's like, no, nine. Or I don't know. No. Uh, she, I think she I wants mean, at least two, maybe three. I'm hoping for yeah, twins. Cash in on that buy one, get one half off or buy one, get one free deal. <laughs> one of each. Just get one of each. Do they charge you more in the hospital if you have twins? Probably, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's twice the labor. Could you be like, just put them in the same little incubation thing. They'll just share. They'll just share oxygen. <laughs> They've been sharing a womb. They can share a crib. That's all I'm saying. You're going to be a great dad. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I'm just scared. What if something happens to Paula and I'm stuck with the kid? It's going to be like, remember Ben Linus's dad and Lost? Oh, Jesus. Are you thinking about the worst case scenario, Yes, Brandon? yes, of course I'm bad. thinking of the worst case scenario. Have you never met me before? Yeah, but I also do the same thing. But like I got to the point, I would say maybe two years ago, that I was actually going to go check to see like how many eggs I have left and potentially like pick from a catalog and have a baby by myself. What, like eugenics? No, like a artificial. Well, it's not artificial. It's real semen. So it's not artificial. Well, I guess it's artificial insemination. I mean, I definitely want to have kids. I think two kids at least. But I'm 33. So I think I have maybe two, maybe three, four years before it becomes like. Eh. You're going to have to start accelerating your plan. Dude, you should ask <laughs> Billy for some of his, uh, his, uh, his, you know. Spunk? Billy's a really good <laughs> specimen. His- his pizzazz. He's smart. He's <laughs> handsome. Should That's, ask Billy. I, I have psychopathic tendencies, though, so, you know, take that with a grain of salt. I would offer, but I have terrible DNA. For a long time, I think what stopped me from that was, like, I have to be married, and then we have to be married for a year or two to, like, really build the relationship and then get pregnant and have kids. But, like, that was the plan when I was 26, and I am running out of time. All right, so today's topic, self improvement and resolutions guys uh i'm not one of those people but i was wondering if maybe you guys were do you ever feel compelled by new year's specifically to make a resolution i feel compelled i am not good at actually doing resolutions i feel like i'm guilted into resolution making why? Like, why is it a thing? Like, why do we associate? It, it feels like decorating a Christmas tree a little bit. It's just like, oh, yeah, this is something you do to celebrate the holiday. Is it just an assumption that we all suck? 
there's something you can fix? There's always something you can fix about yourself, right? No one's perfect. It depends who you ask, right? Like, like I it- knew that I was sucked at something last year and I wasn't motivated to fix it then. Have you found that your resolutions have changed as you've gotten older? No. No? You have the same resolutions when you were like in high school. Today. I didn't have resolutions in high school. That's what's, that's what's great about being young is you never, you never think about what you're doing. You just act. And it isn't with an A, isn't until you have a little bit of age behind you, you start to think a little bit more and be more conscious of the people around you. Yeah, mine every year is watch less anime, so not much has changed. <laughs> Actually, that's a good point. When did we start having resolutions? Was it as adults? Yeah, I feel like it was after college. And, and I think this is this maybe a, a decent time to dip into this conversation about like what is being woke. I feel like it is only within like the last five or six or seven years where I've I've really tried to be a l- much more in tune with the way that I'm making other people feel. And I think a consequence of being young and reckless, especially in a place as freeing as a university is, you just kind of put it all out there. And yet I looking back on it, there's so many things that I regret. For instance, like we had like this TV station and looking back on it, I was just like, you know, all the times like everybody was making jokes about anything. You wonder how many people were actually not like, you know, super comfortable with everything that was being said. I'm Like, you know, college crude humor. Yeah. In terms of like a resolution of trying to be better, I feel like with age, at least I have tried to be more conscious of how I'm impacting others. And I feel like we already all do that physically. You know, I don't run around like, you know, flailing my fists because it could hit someone in the eye in the same way, you know, I'm trying to be a little bit more conscious about the things that I say and how I impact people emotionally. And I don't think if that's being woke, then I guess. But to me, that's been one of the big things that I've tried to focus on is is just making people more comfortable and make people feel more accepted like that guy in your uh activist group fuck that guy or all the family members that you pissed fuck off. all of them too <laughs> yeah so no no if you're I, if you're an asshole a good resolution it's obviously something needed look i don't i do not have i don't have compassion for people who lack compassion that's that's a big thing like and, and it, it comes up a lot when in austin when we're talking about homeless people like, I get it. Like, especially if there's trash around, that's not great. No one likes that. But the people that just don't give a fuck about human suffering that want to put them in jail. Yeah, maybe I might get a little catty. <laughs> How dare you? They're, they're people on this earth, too. What's hard is when you get in your early adult phase, at least for me, I went from like feeling like I was untouchable and that I could do whatever I wanted and say whatever I wanted, regardless of how it affected other people. And then you come to a realization of like, oh shit, the stuff I do say and the stuff I do does affect other people. And then other people's feelings get hurt. And that's like in my mid to late 20s. And then now that I'm in my 30s, I'm back to the, I don't give a fuck about other people. But then I'm also tired. <laughs> so it's what like- What the fuck are you saying? This is hard to follow. I, I understand what you're saying in the sense of like, I still- I'm trying to be more mindful of what I how I what I do and what I say still affects people in some capacity. But at some point, that level of empathy goes away because I'm just tired. It's not that I don't care about your feelings, but it takes effort to care about other people's feelings. But I still want to get my point across. At what point is it okay to just keep hurting people's feelings 
Because the point is that you should still be able to speak your truth. I mean, I guess you have to look and see what's around you. If you're content with the people that are around you, the number of people, then keep on rocking. You know, if you feel like you want more, you know, and you want deeper connections with more people, then yeah, it's going to just take a little bit of work, you know, to try to connect with people and, you know, make those kind of positive influences. But is connecting with people even that much of a priority in our 30s? Yeah, for, for me it is. Like like legitimately. Yeah. Like, like, you know, whenever, like for mostly it's like in the neighborhood, like someone moves in, like we want to try to like meet them, introduce, say hi and see what they have to offer. Like what kind of stories do they have? What kind of life have they lived in? Because like when we were in our early 20s, no one had an interesting life. No one. Everyone had gone to high school. Maybe they gotten laid. That's, <laughs> that's as interesting as they were but at this point people have lived an entire decade under their belts and more a decade plus so there's a lot to get from that especially the people who have made completely different choices than you have yeah choices you could have made but you didn't so it's interesting to hear from them and talk to them and understand what their life is like you know the thing that you guys came over to do on saturday at my house you know it's something that we do a lot with neighbors you know Mm -hmm. because we just like getting people together you know and, yeah. and and having fun and new experiences and and people with different backgrounds kind of like if everybody had a different paintbrush what would the canvas look like and every single time with a different combination of people it's going to be you know you're going to end up with something different and that's what i think is fun about hanging out in your 30s as opposed to hanging out in your early 20s where everyone is extremely boring weird i feel like i've gone the opposite direction like i was really fun in my 20s and people thought i was kind of a jarring human and now i'm just kind of boring but are you boring by choice or are you boring because you're exhausted Uh, me a little column a a little column b (laughs) it's hard to say like what our topic is anymore because now we're talking a little bit a little bit about social integration. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with no. It's just I integrating just this integrating is... yourself as a part of the neighborhood. Like, that's great, and more people yeah. should do that. I agree. Well, with I don't. You, I, this, I, this is all a part of my process of becoming a different person, like being more social with people and having more friends. Yeah, I think it still fits in our topic though, because it, I mean, resolutions in general are about like trying to self awareness. You said you said when I said New Year's resolutions too specific. You said it could be about self betterment and I said okay, that's that's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. You know. So that's the process, right? But I think self betterment takes different approaches and looks different in our 20s than it looks in our 30s. The idea of like going out and being around other people does not sound like a big deal in our early 20s, but it is a constant effort for me in our 30s. I mean, in the 30s, there is uh, an element of rebuilding the social circle around you. Like so much of, I feel like most relationships are relationships of convenience and you could call that cynical, but I mean, it's true. It's like you make friends in school because you're surrounded by people in school. Like you're forced to be around. Yeah. You're forced to be around people. Then you go to work and you're forced to be around people at work. And it is funny to me that there's like a stigma about becoming friends with people you work with as opposed to like school where you've done that your entire life. But that's a completely different topic. Uh, But, you know, I found having moved from Austin after school back to Dallas, then back to Austin, then up to Wisconsin, and then back to Dallas. It's like the social network that I have from a pure number standpoint is pretty large. It's like my close circle of friends within that network is constantly shifting based on proximity. And yeah, I I guess there is some sort of self-awareness that it takes to actively pursue that, actively pursue the kind of thing that Brandon's talking about. And um you know, if that's something that you were working on, that's that's great. 
just like I, my goal is to be more self-aware. <laughs> yeah. Like the fucking singularity. So what are some active resolutions you made maybe that were romantically oriented? Like, for instance, my most significant college relationship when I got out of it and I was outside of college at that point, I gained a lot of weight. So I was like chubby and I was like, oh, man, I'd like a blowjob again in my life. <laughs> so like I like dedicated myself and was like working out six days a week. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. Yeah. And like I lost a lot of weight and got in really good shape and like was just like so religious with how I was eating. It was like like I joined a cult, basically, but just me. I was the only member of the cult. <laughs> I saw no one else. I followed these strict rules. It was like Nixium, <laughs> but just but me. Just but it worked. And sometimes, you know, when your life's a little uncertain, having rules for yourself or having like a game plan like that for you to focus on and follow really help. So like, have you guys ever used goals or resolutions after a relationship to kind of pick yourself up? Um, I, This podcast, right? I think this has been like the savior for me on a lot of things like it kept me from not having people to talk to during the pandemic especially about some of my relationship mm -hmm. stuff and then also making sure that like I had set appointment to to do this with you guys every week and that was a good excuse for me to not be around people I didn't really like aka <laughs> some of my exes mm -hmm. but then also I would say like after my last relationship I've also used this podcast to like vent sure. and to like be ge like genuinely vulnerable that one time and that one time I, I would say like actually towards the end of the last time I was dating Dexter was this it was like a subconscious thing where I was like, I'm just going to be the hotter one in the relationship. <laughs> so I worked out a lot and we were still together. We were dating, but we fought a lot and stuff. So I'm like, well, if we're not going to get along, then at least I'm going to be like super hot. So if we break up, then I'll Jesus be like, I'll hit the ground Christ. running in the singles world. Like, I'll be ready. It's a 30-year-old woman, you know? You got to have right. a plan. I was super hot after that relationship. I mean, then the pandemic hit. All of that stuff, would I have been as motivated if I wasn't coming out of a relationship? Probably not. But I'm a pretty resentful person, so maybe that's Yeah, maybe I'm on the opposite spectrum. I feel like I've done more to more goal-setting, like, to to work on building or enhancing the relationship. And Maggie's really, really good at, at sort of pushing me. She's super goal-oriented. I'm not the most goal-oriented person or, if, like... It's hard. It, it, the way my brain works and with my ADD, it's really hard to keep a thread on a goal throughout the day. It's just like it completely exits my mind. Like when I lost, you know, all the weight that I lost, I would literally just put like permanent marker on my hands, just like cover my hands and like whether it be a day or like a goal or something like I would write it all over myself so that I would mm -hmm. see that and be reminded, oh, yeah, I'm trying to achieve this today. So, right. so for me, it's really, really tough yeah. for her. She's she's constantly she's just very curious by nature. So like she's always like whenever we go walk the dog, she's like, let's talk about, you know, goals and what we want to do, because that's the kind of conversation hmm. she wants. And she'll you know, she she listens to a ton of audible. So she's always, you know, listening to something on wellness or like how to be a better realtor, like build your own business, entrepreneurial stuff like she, she's doing all of that stuff. And then I'm just like, oh, yeah, I, I, you know, I watch some TV today. Um, I, I worked for 10 hours. <laughs> She's really, really good at, because of our relationship, at saying like, hey, let me peel your onion and get something out of you because you're not giving much right now. And then I kind of figure out with her help what my priorities are. And I set some goals around that. I mean, one of them right now is like, we got a master 
class subscription. Oh, yeah, cool. So she's yeah. she's been tearing it up. I haven't had any time in the last two weeks to even look at it, but there's a bunch of stuff on there that I want to do. So yeah, uh, That's awesome. yeah I think relationships help encourage self-betterment for sure. I mean, especially when you're coming up on your four-year anniversary and you know, you've gained 20 pounds or something since you got married. <laughs> I would say healthy relationships. So I had the resolution that everyone says that you shouldn't have, but it was just to like have a goal for every month or have two goals for every month. It was actually two goals. It was uh, one thing to give up for a month and one thing to take on for, for every month. Oh, I like that. It was like abstaining from something that you think is bad for you and taking on something that you think replacing with a good habit. So far, mine hasn't worked out so well. Uh, I went from no drinking to, on average, only one drink a day per week. So it's like, as long as I have seven or fewer drinks <laughs> per week. While like, oh. to, like, I quickly backslid on that one. And you're like, oh, I didn't drink Monday through Friday. So. Seven tonight. Fucked. Have you guys ever had sex resolutions? Uh, yes. Sexy September. Sex- Sex, sex solutions. Every day for a month. Oh, actually, another thing that is a resolution, I just have already forgot about it, is Paul and I, is to have more sex in 2021. What is more sex? S- once a year. <laughs> yeah. No, a few times a year. Like holidays <laughs> and special occasions. Uh, yeah. Like more, like, like three to five times a week? Good Lord. You've no, obviously no, never been like, married. No? Is that, is that not normal? I mean, I would be really happy with once a week. That would be awesome. Shut the fuck up. Is that what being married is about? Guys, I don't want it. If that's what being married is, I don't want it. That's yeah, not cool. I mean, when you're committed to somebody and they're the only person that you see for you like serious? year after year after year after year. Yeah. You, you know, it, it, you imagine, know, imagine normal. if you went to, what? you know, Baskin Robbins and there's 34 <laughs> flavors out there. Like, Keisha, what, you just told us that this is the first time that you've gone back to vanilla, like ever. In your entire life, you ju- like you're terrible at going back to vanilla. Well, you're signing up for vanilla. That's true. I don't know, guys. I don't. Well, I no, 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 no. I haven't like finished my metaphor yet. So all would- you can do at this point is you, it's like, well, do I want to dress it up like a sundae or a banana split? Like I know I'm stuck <laughs> with vanilla. Is it a milkshake yeah, night? What, what am I doing here? You can get two vanillas. No, you, no, you can't. Unless no, you have a cloning really machine, <laughs> you are absolutely not understanding you can my do metaphor. You chocolate and a vanilla. Yeah. Is it Froyo <laughs> night? You used a time machine. Would that be a weird thing to use a time machine for? Like the old version and the new version? No, like you and your significant other go back in time so you can have a threesome with your significant other's past self or future self. So it's a threesome, but it's two of them. That has to have been done in a porno movie. If not, you should start directing and writing porno movies. <laughs> You're on to something here. Yeah, it makes sense, you know? I don't think sex has always ever been a problem. The other stuff I've been asked to do more of. What? Because Keisha doesn't want to do oral unless it's his birthday. On a leap year. Jesus <laughs> Christ. It's just not my thing. But like that, yeah, like that's a thing. Like I could, I guess that's how it would be. Like, okay, do you have to do it more than once a month? I guess. But the sex once a week thing or once a month or whatever, that once feels, a week. that sucks. I don't want that. I'm going to put that in my wedding agreement. You know how Look, you- don't well, judge us. We've been happily married for- This is how, okay, so- Between us, your, like what, if, nine years? If you have an don't iPhone- Don't judge us. So I figured this out two, three years ago. You know how many times my wife and I have cheated on each other that we know about? Zero. Zero. But I have a, on your phone, there's like a health tracker thing and you can actually track your your sex activity. Like you can note 
when, what time and date you've had sex and whether or not you've used protection. So I started doing that. And that's kind of like how I realize how high maintenance I am when it comes to that, because I like I do month over month rate, like I like my my growth rate. If it's like trending down, I do comparisons of like this year versus last year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if any of that's healthy, but I'm aware of what I need week after week, month after month and day after day. So how are you doing in 2021 and you're getting laid? Pretty good. Trending up. I good. Think. Gross. I mean, it's tough when you're like not living with the person, right? So it's like unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I think that's how you. That's how I realized one that it's a thing because you if you're not tracking it, you assume you've had sex a lot, or you assume you haven't had sex enough because you're like, oh, I think we did it this time. I think we did it that time. But now what, I have. What are you receipts. on, like date rape drugs? <laughs> what do you mean you no. think you did it? <laughs> Sometimes I forget, and so like now I know. Just getting roofied all the time. <laughs> Tell me if this is normal. Uh, Maggie and I's sex life was very healthy until we got donut. And ever since we've had a dog, like it's made it very difficult to find the time and privacy in our 900 square foot. It's like you got to go put the dog in the backyard because yeah. I can't have sex yeah. with a dog sitting there outside the door like whining. It's, I just can't do it. Oh. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, I feel like anytime you're introducing extra like shit that is not romantic in a married relationship, it makes it more likely you're just gonna be like, ah, this isn't worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, like between, if it's dogs or if it's- um, Children? <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely children. Stuff like having to use protection, like condoms or something, like to, whatever your situation is. Calendar method. Happens to be. <laughs> well, Are you really the- <laughs> What you have to do, Billy, is teach Donut to hide in the closet. Like a voyeur? Whenever stuff starts to happen, Mochi like leaves the room. He goes into the closet or in the bathroom. And then when things are done, he comes out, jumps on the bed, looks around like, are we good? And then if we're not, then he goes back into the closet and then waits until things are done. Yeah, if Donut and I, I mean, sorry, Jesus, if Donut and I, if if Maggie and I even like hug or like kiss, Donut like immediately jumps onto both of us and is like, let me be a part of this. And he like, it's awful. I I just, I have so much weird guilt and shame about the fucking dog. Yeah, like our pug will just like ignore it. She'll just stay on like the end of the bed and just look the other way. Like, nothing's happening, Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. Oh, but at the Scotty, he's so protective of Paula. Like, you know, if he hears her, like, you know, scream, which is rare. <laughs> but he's like, what are you doing to her? What's wrong? And I'm like, go away. Go. <laughs> Good boy, Vader. Good boy. So in preparation for the episode, I got online and, of course, searched like, you know, common New Year's resolutions and very, very quickly came to realize why I'm so bad at resolutions. It's because according to most lists, I'm doing things wrong. It's like the worst, the worst resolutions that you could possibly make. And like all of them are ones that I've done before. It's like even though <laughs> even like right now, it's like making a resolution to make more or to set goals. And it's like, well, so you set a goal to set goals. Good for you. Yeah. Pat, pat yourself on the ass. Like to be a better person, which is basically what you said, which is being woke to some degree. It's like, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty vague. What are you going to do about that? Or when you said to have more sex, it's like, okay, well, then you're making uh, you're making a goal that is uh, dependent on the consent of others. (laughs) So how how can you control that? Getting your goddamn dogs out of the room. Everything is 
something about being vague or something about not being specific enough. And that's so many resolutions that I've had in the past. Most people give up on their resolutions by February. I I made it six days. (laughs) There you go. So, okay. The one question from Sean on Twitter, at WD underscore Sean, were there any significant resolutions that you've made and actually kept? No, I think I just answered that question. You've never kept no. a resolution. No. Like a New Year's resolution? No. Mm-hmm. I just think it's silly. And like, it's like if, if you, a holiday, you think a holiday is going to okay, motivate you but, to change your bring, life? Let me bring this up though. What's weird is when I was like, um, I held Lent and like that kind of thing to a higher standard than resolutions. What kind of things did you give up for Lent? There was one year I gave up soda. Jesus. Like I was really into Diet Coke for a while. And after that, I never, I'm not, I don't crave soda anymore. There was one other year where I gave up coffee. And then after that, I didn't drink coffee like the way I used to, or at least consistently for like a year. Did you have trouble going to the bathroom? No. <laughs> but the, like, that's the weird thing though. Like if you talk to any Catholic person... New Year's resolution doesn't mean anything. What you give up for Lent, not having meat on Fridays during Lent, that for so, that means more. Yeah, so because you're you're tying religion to it, which is meaningful to you, as opposed to some arbitrary date, or that someone is keeping tabs. Like God's gonna know that I had bacon in my chowder. You know, like yeah, on a we'll Friday. get there in our religion episode. <laughs> but that, but you know what I mean. Though, but I think at the end yeah. of the day, it's the same thing. Like. You decide that you're going to give up something or sacrifice something in hopes that it's going to eventually improve you as a person. But for some reason, at the beginning of the year, it doesn't mean as much as in the middle of whatever It's kind of like a, a spoonful of sugar with your medicine. Mary Poppins? It helps mm-hmm. it go down. Yeah. Well, like, you know, like the, the, the saying, like the song she does, a spoonful of sugar helps the bitter, implying the medicine is bitter, the medicine yeah. go down, right? Like throwing some bullshit about a man in the sky and all of that like that is a way to kind of reprogram the parameters of of how your brain works and how you behave it's harder to do that to just tell yourself okay now you're gonna do this we're not built like that yeah so i think that's why a lot of people respond or it's a little bit easier for them to do lint because it carries all of this extra pretend weight and it's the spoonful of sugar but like nobody would you know to change your behavior no one knows that you had meat or that like you didn't give anything up religious background is self-accountability it's like sin like no one knows you're sinning except for you and then you have to go pray to god about it and or go yeah. talk to your father god watches you masturbate I, I actually was wrong. I, I thought about it for about half a second. I have kept one New Year's resolution, and it was the cheapest thing I've ever done. I think it was 2019. I'd been training to do, and it's already signed up for, I think, the Austin Half Marathon. And so it was in February. And in January, I was like, my New Year's resolution is to run a half marathon this year. And I had already signed up and had plans to do it like six weeks later. So as soon as I finished the half marathon, I was like, well, that wraps that up. <laughs> so set goals that are attainable, kids. Yeah. And I like that one because it's not a sustained thing. Yeah. You do it There's like once an end to it. And you're <laughs> done. You're not like sure. your, your, your New Year's resolution wasn't to run a half marathon every day. 
Yeah, but at the same time, it's like any goal that's worth having, you don't want to wait to some arbitrary date to do it. It's like you start doing it. So if like my goal was, if I were to say my goal was to run, it's like, okay, I've been running for years at that point. And I had to say- What's the difference? Well, the difference is you don't wait until January 1 to make a goal that is important for you enough to keep. It's like January 1 is the day that you feel like there's right. goals that you've never been able to keep that you feel like you just have to randomly or arbitrarily assign to that day. If if you're really serious about a goal, you probably start March 3rd or whatever the day that you think about it right. and decide and act and plan. Exactly. There's going to be much more motivating catalyst for making significant changes than like a day of the year. I guess one thing it does do that is helpful is it reminds people to get off autopilot and think about yourself Mm -hmm. and think about what are things you can change before getting back in autopilot. But I I don't really know if that makes much of a difference or it really helps people. But Brandon, if you and Paula have a New Year's resolution to make a baby this year. That's dependent on biology. Like that's out of your control to some degree. Yeah. Not She's like so paranoid that she can't conceive. Dude, that's what I'm afraid of too. I should talk to Paula about it because I'm like, I'm afraid that fear. I can't conceive. <laughs> Me, I know I'm extra fertile. Okay, so that was one question. So here's the funny thing. My dad said, have you ever made a resolution that you will skip making resolutions that never come to fruition? And I was like, okay, dad, that's funny. And then my mom messages like back a fortune with, cookie. Or that is not yeah, racist. I'm really or, confused. My mom was like, or it's not racist. They're Filipino. Do you also force other people to make resolutions like they need it because you don't want to <laughs> make one? <laughs> and oh I was God. like, mom, who hurt you? <laughs> Dude, no, I can totally see you doing that, Keish. You would absolutely like subconsciously push someone. I totally would. I totally would. Yes, you absolutely would. I got that from Grace. Mama Topangan. She's the OG. She's the OG of making people, of convincing Manipulator. other people that they need to, need to do things for you. Yeah. But she uses her power for good is what I'll say. My parents never make resolutions. My parents also never give up anything for Lent. They sound like very reasonable people. I mean, they are, right? But they definitely... uh, Like they've achieved a great number of hopes and dreams and none of them came (laughs) with some arbitrary date. That's true. I mean, the one hope and dream that never came true for them was that I would become a doctor. It's not too late. It's not too late. Yeah, Two out of three isn't bad. You could change your first name legally to doctor. You can be Dr. <laughs> I'll let you assist the next time I have my hemorrhoids looked at. You actually may regret that even as a joke. <laughs> Based Someone on Jackbox TV, I no! know that she and Dexter are always into butt <laughs> stuff and side vag. Paul is oh, always stuff. threatening to put something in my butt. I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> I've had enough. of That should be a resolution for you. Butt. Try butt stuff in 2021. In my butt? No, I've had. Yes. I've, I had my fill of stuff in my butt last year. And you went to the proctologist. That means it's primed yes. and ready to go. And I went that to the means proctologist you're and my regular doctor who, you know, like I, I get it. She's a doctor, but there are certain things you never want her to see. And she saw Brandon, them. Brandon, it would make Paula happy if you tried butt stuff just one time. No, just one time. it's not happening. You you try butt stuff with Paula and you tell me how it goes. I'm not. I'm, I'm out of it. I'm going to talk to Paula about butt stuff. No. One thing I just want to bring up, I'm pretty sure Keisha already did a top five on this and it was like the goals that she wished she had, like I would love to want to read. I would love to want to run. Oh, yeah. It was like a children's <laughs> book. We should replay that. Go find the audio. <laughs> 
That's right. It was like non-realistic resolutions. No, it was just like goals I wish I had. It was like the stupidest (laughs) fucking... When did we even... (laughs) I don't even remember. Things I wish I wanted to do. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you boys and girls. It's time for Five Things with Keisha. With your host, Keisha. Five Things with my girl. I don't know why I assumed that we were going to go into this direction. <laughs> I don't even know where this pod, this episode went today. But my top five is around something that looks like it's not going to change for the next year or so. The top five best resolutions for someone that is working from home, COVID edition. Okay. <laughs> so not for you, but just someone. Once again, this is like a weird soliciting advice column. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a Dear Abby for no one who wrote Dear Abby. I don't Abby. know what the difference is between my top five and advice. I think it's the same. Okay. Is that wrong? Is that the wrong idea? It could have been like top five memories of New Year's or something like that, which would have been a story, not like, hey, listen to me. I'm Keisha. Yeah. I'm going to try it. I'm proud of you for being so confident. Maggie's really confident, too. I admire that. Go ahead. (laughs) I'm going to try. Number five. This sounds so stupid outside of the concept of like COVID, but- Stop eating a wiener. What are you doing? (laughs) So distracting. Brandon's like sucking on a hot dog. I'm not sucking on it. I'm eating it like a normal person. Put your pinky up. That's the classy way of eating. Wear something other than sweatpants twice a week. Mm, do you guys? Do you guys actually put pants on? No, I'm wearing jeans right now. You wear jeans for fun. Jeans basically in this day and age are like sweatpants. They all have four-way stretch and no, spandex and all that other shit in it. You have jeggings. No, they just are jeans with stretch. They're very comfortable. Do you think that having to put them on twice, more than twice a, y- a week, is an unattainable? Sorry, sorry, B man. I'm I'm with uh, K Dog here. Uh, I hate. Pants. I've been Thank wearing you. nothing but basketball. You don't shorts. even leave the house. You have everything delivered to no. you. You have propane delivered to you. Yes. You are like correct. <laughs> the most what is that? Agoraphobia? Yeah. <laughs> and like I felt really bad. Like I was happy for him. Like did you see uh I think his name is John. John Ossoff. Yeah. Uh won a Senate seat, a six year Senate job in Georgia, and he's younger than me. And I was like watching him on the TV and I was like, I don't even remember the last time I wasn't wearing basketball shorts and I <laughs> never play basketball. That's what we've talked about this. You look like you're getting ready for someone to pick you at a pickup like high school. And basketball they never game. do. I think mine would be like wear a belt more than two days a week. Like for some reason, I'll throw on the jeans, but the belt is the diff. It's like, why do I need a belt? I'm not going anywhere. Right. You wear belts all the time. I'm wearing a button down. <laughs> that literally makes no sense to me. I don't understand that. So yes. Two times a week, I think, is a good goal to start with. And then eventually you work your way up to more than that. Wearing pants in general. We got have it. you guys been on a call where like, I, there was one time I didn't have pants. I had like a, like like a, a news like, anchor. shorts on. And then like you accidentally, like I have this weird habit of like getting comfortable. So like I, I do this thing where I like lift myself up and like sit on my foot kind of thing. That's so funny. Were you wearing panties and they all saw you were wearing panties? Ooh. That's embarrassing. That has to be out there, right? Someone's done that. I forget how far down my camera goes. If you just wear pants all the time, you don't have to worry about that anymore. That's number five. (laughs) What what if you wear a dress? Number four. Have you worn a dress in the last 10 months? Yes. Not to a date. Oh. (laughs) So number four, try to shower four times a week. What the fuck? I showered like 
twice a day. I think what? you're reusing your top five from your no. dating episode. Like the date you did top five tips to keep a relationship going. And I'm pretty sure one of them was shower. I'm pretty sure the other one was dress up. <laughs> Hobbies I wish I had showering. And wearing pants is a difference. Brandon, how often do you shower a week? Uh, every day? Well, not on the weekends. On the weekends, once every once a weekend, probably. If you weren't married, would you shower less? Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay, that's what I'm talking about. The people that are single, who are smelly, they need to shower more. Okay. It just makes you feel better, right? So number four. So number three. Uh, number three is, um, this is actually one of my resolutions, um, is to stop ordering takeout. <coughs> I'm a fucking trained chef. Like, there's no reason for me to be ordering takeout. And why haven't you made us a damn meal? Yeah. <laughs> That's a fair point. You went to you chef school. Oh, yeah, but you've baked us stuff too, actually. Yeah. I can't even say. That's true. You've given us like cookies and stuff. But I think that, yeah, I think that's a healthy resolution. I say that, but I actually ordered takeout tonight because I didn't have time <laughs> to make food. So I had General Sauce chicken. All right, number two. Number two is um, find a healthy activity. Okay, uh, number one recommendation is a sex. And if not, you can buy a doll at sexdolls.com. That is S-E-X dolls.com. Make sure to use promo code wrong side of 30. Get a Keisha and Brandon hybrid. <laughs> and a Billy you can put in the corner that'll just watch. Billy is a headless doll. <laughs> All right, number one. I like to blame other people for things that inconvenience me. Sure. I don't know if you guys have known this. Mm -hmm. Go on. I come to the realization, work-life balance is not on anyone else but me. Mm -hmm. And step one for me was like taking ownership of that because I would blame my job. I would blame everything else for why I have no work-life balance. Turns out I just have a lack of ability to set boundaries. And so I would work till 10 o'clock at night. That actually probably affected my last relationship because I would work instead of spending time with him. Yeah, but like, didn't you realize you were kind of doing that to avoid spending time with him? Or was that some weird rationalization? <laughs> right, it could be. <laughs> that's a great point. I think that's one thing that millennials struggle with greatly, you know, is that- But they, but a lot of millennials and like even people are, like, are we millennials? I don't know what we are. Yeah, we're millennials. But we have often like emphasized the importance of work-life balance, but don't want to take responsibility for it. Like we blame everyone else for why we're so busy. But the thing is, we can decide to be as busy as we want. We can. We never. We never like say no. I don't know. Those boomers will guilt you. I still blame the boomers. Well, yeah. And there was this woman who started at my job or at my company, and she's maybe four years older than me. And she has two kids. She lives in Vermont. She works from home. And she flat out said uh, before she got hired, she was like, "I get that X person. You can work till midnight, and that's fine because your children are grown and they're in college." but I have two toddlers right. and there's no way that I'm working past six o'clock. And it's like, shit. The only reason why people have that expectation of me is because one, I'm not married and two, I don't have kids. So when I go to my next job, I need to be like, yeah, my wife has special needs. I don't have to, I don't, I don't have to define what those needs are, you know, just put a helmet on her, you know, be like, this is her. I've had managers and bosses though, who were like, they can, they leave work at four 30 every day right. because they have to pick up their kid and no one questions it. But I feel bad missing two hours in the middle of a day because I have a doctor's appointment and I feel like I have to make up two more hours plus whatever I missed like at the end of the day, because I'm like, Oh, well I let people down. Yeah. For taking time I, I off. think employers will also give partial treatment to people with kids when it comes to salary negotiations too. 
or like, bonus. right? Like, well, they have kids, which like, I'm like, that's not fuck fair. Their kids, like, I we do the same amount of work, and it's like it's different, right? Because I'm like, they're like, oh, well, you have three dogs, like that's crazy that you have three dogs. I'm not saying that kids are dogs or dogs are kids, but like that's ha ha ha, that's so funny, that's adorable that you have three dogs. If I ever said I have to go to the vet because my dog has diarrhea because he ate flour, <laughs> they're not going to be like. That's a rational reason to go to the vet. Right. That's like, that's a funny story. You can wait to do that after. Just say you have to take your dog to the emergency vet. And then when they ask what any details afterwards, just start crying. And then everybody will become too uncomfortable to ask. That's true. Or you really crying on demand is a skill that like all of us should learn because you can get so far in life if you can cry on demand. Honestly, a woman being able to do that is one thing. A man that can cry on demand. That guy gets beat up all the time. That's next level. I used to be. You gotta learn how to do that. I think the theme is 2021 is just taking responsibility for your own shit. And I don't think that I was able to do that for a while. I'm doing it now. I'm mad about it. I don't wanna take responsibility for my work life balance. But you are, so I have to. But I am. Improvement. Improvement. The thing is, it's only been 13 days, so make sure to keep it up for the whole year. Yeah, so my bottom five's really going to wreck Keisha, and I had had no (laughs) plans of it being that way, but once again, we've stumbled into a situation where I am the antithesis to your advice. Bottom five. Bottom five. You will die or you will eat the bottom five. Yeah, my bottom five are going to focus on the horrible self-realizations that you come to which lead to resolutions, such as number five, I have terrible hygiene and self-care. Maybe your resolution is I need to floss more. Maybe your resolution is I need to take more than four showers a week. <laughs> what you've come to realize is you're basically that little dirty kid who rolls around in a puddle of like dust in the fucking Charlie Brown peanuts. Your pig pen. You have you have Aww. dedicated a year of your life to not becoming pig pen, but what you are realizing now is that somehow You've gone so far in one direction that you've backslid all the way to basically being a baby who can't take care of themselves and do any of their own sort of personal hygiene tasks. If you have a resolution that's like, I need to clip my, it's basically like you need to clip your fingernails more. Like what if someone came to you and said, yeah, my resolution is to clip my fingernails more. You'd be like, you're fucking disgusting. What's the matter with you that you realized that? But like everybody's sitting here like, oh, I don't floss enough. And it's just like, oh, you get a pass. Yeah. It's like, I got to be better about wiping my ass. It's like, wait, yeah. what? Like, what, it's why? like with front to back, not back. To I front. need to shower more. Okay, what did you get? Some like, did somebody break up with you and be like, and by the way, you smell. Yeah. <laughs> if you're single, then there's no reason for you to shower if you're not oh leaving the God. house. Have you ever had to tell a significant other they had smelly feet? It's it's tough. Why are you by their feet? That takes finesse. I say that they um they smell sour. Oh yeah, that's a that's a that's a much better way to put it. <laughs> once told her, like, yeah, these smell bad. She's like, what? I'm like, oh, they smell like smelly feet. I don't know. <laughs> like, what, the, what do you want? All right. Fix it. Number four. Number four. You realize that you are mortal and going to die if you don't change. For example, I want to exercise more. I want to lose yes! weight. I want to stop smoking. I want to stop drinking. You are literally practicing a habit that is accelerating the moment of your death. And you're sitting there just like, well, if I don't do this, I'm probably going to die young. And the truth is, 
No one actually completes New Year's resolutions, so you're going to fucking die young. Instead of focusing on stopping smoking or losing weight or exercising, you should just start saving up for that grave plot that you really want. Maybe it's next to a nice body of water. Maybe it's inside one of those little haunted cabins inside of a graveyard. I don't know. I don't go to graveyards. But... If you are standing in the mirror and saying, yeah, I've got to lose weight in 2021, it's too late. You're <laughs> fucked. I, I think you need something else to come along. For, uh, for me, it was coronavirus. I had hypertension and I was like, fuck, I got to lose this weight. And it worked. But for New Year's, yeah. and, not. And guess what? They didn't tie themselves to January 1st. No, no, not at all. Number three, you've come to the realization that you may be a fucking idiot. I need to read more. I need to pick up a new skill. Hey! Hey, I need to be more. In, I, I need to watch the news more. Maybe you're just hey. a complete dumbass, and you've completely lost. <laughs> I gotta say, I gotta stop saying completely. My New Year's resolution is to stop saying like and completely because I sound like a complete fucking moron. I say like a lot. But coming to the realization <laughs> that you are mentally shorthanded and there's something that you can do to fix that is a very difficult task, especially because your brain horsepower is probably only working on like 20% anyway, which is how you got there in the first place. At least you can be honest with yourself. That's like, to me, that's like 90% of the battle is at least understanding that you're dumb. Yeah, I'm not good at stuff. Yeah. Especially numbers. Number two, you may have a social disorder. If you're telling your... Mm -hmm. I feel like, yeah, are yeah. these all... Are these all about me? You're just describing me and Brandon. Yeah. Thanks, Billy. <laughs> Are you the internet telling me I'm autistic again? <laughs> you do pay attention to us. <laughs> Welcome to the spectrum. We're all on it. <laughs> if you're telling yourself, I need to join an intramural sport league or I need to stop dating assholes. If you're telling yourself, I need to spend more time with friends or I need to call my family more often. Maybe you have an anxiety disorder. Maybe something's wrong with your brain. Maybe you've realized that you've become agoraphobic like Brandon and refused to leave the house for any reason other than it's the fact so that you want to get a, uh, an injection in your There's arm. There's just diseases everywhere. But And there's people and they're all out to get me. It's a horrible realization that you have no social skills and that you're becoming some sort of pariah. But it's something that we all struggle with, especially after 2020. And finally, yeah. number one. Wait, wait, wait. Drum roll, drum number roll, one. drum roll. There's a drum roll on here somewhere. I don't know where it is, though. Number one, you are still a child. I need to get organized. I need to be better about my budget. I now lack any of the skills of anything I've been educated for in my entire life, and I can no longer actually exist on planet Earth and as a part of a responsible society. I need to get organized? What does that really mean? Like, it, is your how? Do you look like one of those uh, reality television shows where people are keeping newspapers from 1957? Dude, you have never been to the Topanga House. <laughs> oh my in God, it's terrible. Is it like the Palace of Wax? No, it's like a. Uh, but with fewer labels? It's like an eBay No, store. it's like if a house was a time capsule, that's what it <laughs> but is. But like a time capsule of time capsules? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is. Look, this corner is how people lived in 2008. It's insane. It's it's insane. By the time you realize that you need some sort of budgeting, it's almost too late. Yeah, it's too yeah. late. You're poor. I need to live life to the fullest. What is, what does that mean? One time Paula was like, well, we should get like some, what is it called? Wealth management counseling. I was like, our problem is we have no money. Like, we don't need <laughs> someone to advise us about how to invest money we don't have. Here's the thing. We, we got to spend less. But anything... 
anything anything where you look at yourself and you make a resolution and you think to yourself, what got me here? And the resolution that you come to on how you are the revelation that you have for the resolution is I'm living like a child. (laughs) I, I need to watch less. I need to watch fewer cartoons. I need to eat less breakfast cereal. You honestly feel or like hot, an adult. Or hot dogs. I, I don't feel like an adult, and I'm talking about having a kid. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it, if it's... That's why you don't want to have a kid, because you don't want competition. Maybe. I, no, I just think it's something with our generation. Like, I don't know if it's the cartoons we watched. Like, look at Miles. Miles is not an adult man. <laughs> I don't think he'd argue with you. Yeah, I don't think so either. He gets it. Like, I, I, I don't know. I just think it's something, something happened to us that our growth... Or maturity was stunted. Maybe it was 9-11. Who knows? Jesus Christ. That's just... I'm saying that was a significant cultural experience. When we all crawled back into the womb. Felt like it. You know, the best thing about 9-11 was that George Bush threw out that presidential fastball. It was the best thing he did as president. That guy throws a fucking mean pitch. He said that was like his most nervous moment as president and it's like you sh- you should have had other nervous moments but <laughs> you he, he could have been closer of like the entire president of 300 years of presidents he should have been the closer if that's his most nervous moment yeah he nailed it did you see fauci's fastball i wouldn't call it a fastball. right into the ground <laughs> but that's what you want yeah you don't want your doctor throwing fastballs yeah, that's what i want my nerds to throw baseballs like All right, guys. Well, um, what did we learn today? Resolutions are stupid. I think we learned, yeah. I think the idea of a New Year's motivated resolution is pretty dumb, but the idea of making yourself better for any number of reasons is a pretty good idea. But like Billy said, you know, like... Why are we like children where we have to like make verbal reminders to use better file names? Don't just mash the keyboard a thousand times and then put underscore V3. Final. Final, final, final. final. Yeah. (laughs) I had enough resolutions. I no longer do final. Yeah. If you have to make a resolution (laughs) to floss more, just buy chiclets and be done with it. Just be be a (laughs) runway model with fake teeth. All right, well, this is a reminder to make sure to like and subscribe. And actually, if you've already done that or you have no interest in doing that, share the podcast, tweet it, Facebook it, spread it. We got to spread it like this virus. We got to make this the coronavirus of podcasts, guys. (laughs) The thing that nobody wants, but they get anyway. (laughs) But you get anyway. I mean, my parents can't be the only ones listening to this podcast. We've got to yeah. stop, stop the self-deprecation, guys. All right. My name was Brandon. What is it now? No, that's like a doctor. Like, like I'm saying goodbye. Dr. Farmahini. My name is now Dr. Keisha. No, 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 be normal. Just do like a normal outro, a normal goodbye. Okay, bye. God, damn it. Motherfucker. <laughs> my name is Billy, which is short for William. So call me Billiam. Billiam. <laughs> All right. Have a great day, guys. Happy 2021. Bye.